Welcome back to another episode of It's All Clutter. This is episode number 41, where we talk about dealing with memorabilia as we are decluttering for a downsize. So this is the third video in this series of how to declutter for a downsize. And these, this one really addresses the questions that I get asked the most. How do I deal with the memorabilia, the most sentimental item, the thing that I'm holding on to, and the category that I recommend doing last. So without further ado, let's dive right in. I am going to share with you the exact method to sort and how to properly store all of your archival type materials like old photographs and artifacts and just general memorabilia. But before that, I want you to really think about what is a memory. The way that I define a memory is it's a story that needs to be shared. All memories are stories and the best way to declutter for a downsize with our memorabilia is to start sharing those incredible stories. Start sharing your stories. Oral history is such an incredible tradition and please do not think that just because we live in this digital age, there's no reason for oral tradition to be passed along. It's more important than ever. So as you're going through your sentimental items, your memorabilia, please share your stories, write them down, share them with loved ones, use technology, to help with this, FaceTime with your family members, FaceTime with your friends, and just share the stories of the stuff that you have. This is gonna be a critical part to bridging that gap between being able to let go of something. So like, I, you know, I tend to think that as we're letting go of stuff, it can be so difficult, but this is one step in that bridge to really helping you let go of things that are ready to be let go of, right? So share your stories, share your stories. Believe me, even if it doesn't seem like anyone cares about them right now, somebody will in the future. So how do you actually sort through and declutter memorabilia? Number one, we're going to start with all of the big items first. So let's say you have uh, an heirloom bedroom set and you need to figure out what to do with that. Start with all of the big items, figuring out what is gonna to happen to them first and foremost. Ask your family members if they want them. Do not be offended if they don't. Please do not be offended if they don't. Our homes right now are so full of so much stuff. Adding more to a home is something that needs to be carefully considered. If a family member says they don't want an heirloom item that you have, it is not because they don't cherish the history and the love that comes with that item. It's simply because they don't have the space for it in their house. It's just not practical. So just be realistic um, and just start with all that big stuff, right? So figure out where it's going to go. Can you sell it? Can you donate it? Can you give it to a family member? Um, and that's gonna, dealing with the big stuff is gonna create a lot of space. And space is, uh, is, is hugely valuable in all ways, but especially when we're decluttering to downsize. With your smaller items, which are typically papers and photographs, 
you're going to start by sorting those into categories based on the person who needs to sort them. When we're decluttering to downsize, a lot of the stuff that we're decluttering is not our stuff necessarily. So we have a household full of multiple generations of things. And sometimes there's other people that need to make decisions on these items. So you're going to sort by person first. Who needs to be involved in the decision making for these pictures? Are they your daughter's high school pictures? That's, you know, for your daughter to figure out. So you're going to have one box for every person who needs to be sorting um, or doing further sorting. And that's the first sort is who needs to deal with this. So when you have a clear idea of what you're actually responsible for sorting when it comes to papers and pictures, I want you to really think about timelines and significant events, phases of life, if you will. So the way to categorize memorabilia is by phase of life. So say you have pictures from your childhood. In your mind, that might be one phase of life and you're gonna put all of your childhood pictures together in one spot. Now, for some people, you might have two phases of life during your childhood. There could be, you know, your baby when you were a baby and a little kid, and then maybe when you were a teenager, and then maybe when you were in college. So just think about what your different phases of life were and sort your items into those categories based on different phases of life. You can also do this with the stuff that is not yours necessarily. Say you have your grandmother's photographs. Well, you can sort those kind of chronologically, which basically puts them into different phases of life. So uh, young marriage, um, grandkids, you know, think about the different major phases. And that's how you want to sort this category is chronologically in phases. Once you do that, once you break it down into these more specific categories, it'll be pretty easy to see what should stay and what should go. What do you have a lot of duplicates of? Uh, do you have 4,000 pictures from a prom, right? How many pictures do you actually need to keep from that event, for example? Uh, or maybe you went on vacation and you took tons and tons of landscape photographs. Do you need to keep all of those landscape pictures? Can you even identify where they are? Uh, so once you have those collections together, you can really get a better sense of what needs to stay and what needs to go and what is redundant within the collection. When you decide what is staying, now is a perfect opportunity to honor what you value enough to keep with proper storage. I cannot emphasize how important it is to properly store the things that you really value. My basic home archival storage guidelines include avoiding basements, attics, and garages for storing these items ever. Basements, attics, and garages are prone to infestations of mice, of bugs, of rodents. Um, they're prone to changes in humidity and temperature, which degrade paper materials pretty quickly. They're prone to natural disasters, flooding, smoke, that type of thing that will also destroy items that are stored there. Do your future self a favor and do not store really important documents and photographs in attics, basements, or garages. The best place to store these materials is in an interior closet with constant temperature and humidity, relatively constant temperature and humidity, uh, not a lot of sunshine, UV light hitting these items. You don't want to store it in a closet next to a pipe that could burst, like a water pipe or a sewer pipe. Uh, and you don't want to store it in the closet that has had past infestations 
of those little bugs or rodents. So pick a closet in your house and that's where you wanna store these type of things. Whenever possible, you wanna use acid-free enclosures for papers and photographs. You can get acid-free photo albums and folders really anywhere these days. They have them at Target, all the big box stores. Uh, and then there's also some archival, if you have really important family documentation, I would recommend going to a reputable archival supply source like Gaylord.com and getting a couple of really high quality acid-free enclosures to store these items in. You never want to use tape or anything that punctures your items, so don't staple things together. Uh, you really also want to avoid paper clips because over time they leave indentations and sometimes rust on the paper or the picture. Just put your stuff into folders or uh, acid-free plastic enclosures if it's photographs, stuff like that. If you're going to display any items, you want to make sure that you're using UV filtering glass. So say you have a postcard that your grandfather sent from World War II and you want to actually frame and display that, that's awesome. I love turning memorabilia into household decor. I think it's really personal and warm and friendly and inviting and it's a really special way to deal with your memorabilia, but make sure that you use UV filtering glass because if you hang a photograph up, even in a room that doesn't seem particularly sunny, the, the light will start to impact the item that's behind the glass. So UV filtering glass, something that you can get pretty much anywhere these days also. And anytime possible, make digital copies. Making a digital copy could be as simple as snapping a picture with your cell phone. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need to go buy a scanner necessarily. Um, you don't need to send your stuff out. You could just snap pictures of the really important stuff with your cell phone and then make sure you're backing that up to the cloud somewhere. So make digital copies whenever possible. And finally, this is really actually pretty timely with the holidays coming up. I love this idea of making memories with memories. So when you have boxes of family photos that's, that have been in your house forever, and you have the holidays coming up and your family is going to be around, take out those boxes and go through those photos together. Share the stories that exist in those photos with your family members. And this is a great time also for somebody to say, oh my gosh, I love this picture. Can I have it or can I have a copy of it? Um, it's just a good a way to share your family history in a way that's making new memories. So make memories with memories. This holiday season is a great time to do that. That's all for video number three in this series, Decluttering to Downsize. Join me next week to wrap up the series with packing, moving, and creating supportive spaces in your new home. And if you know somebody who would love to hear this information, make sure you share the video with them. Thank you so much. Have a great day.